The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Men, all right, are, 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 are physical and earthly beings. And in Genesis 8.22, he said, As long as the earth remains, seed time and what? And harvest, cold and winter shall not cease. Which means that in the earth realm, all right, there is a law of seasons. There is no season in God, but there is season with men. Glory to Jesus. And every manifestation that will happen on earth will happen through men. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying here? Every manifestation that will happen on earth will happen through men. So, if every manifestation that will happen on earth will happen through men, and there is a law of seed time and harvest on earth, men must pay attention to the seasons of their life. You need to know what season you are in. You need to discern that season by the Spirit of God, and you need to know what you ought to do at particular seasons. Are you listening to me today? Look at Psalm 102 and 13. All right, look at what he says here. He said, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon what? Upon Zion. For the time to favor our year. The what? Set time is what? Is come. Now notice something. There are two words here we use for time. The first one he says for the time. For the time to favor. The word time there is the Hebrew word ait. That is A-Y-T-H. Ait. And what ait there means is normal time. So for example, I come and tell you the time is five minutes to ten. That's normal time. He says, the normal time, the time to favor her is come. That's normal time. But he now says, the what? The set time. Everybody say the set time. Set time. All right. Now what set time there, all right, is the Hebrew Mohad, M-O-A-D-E, what we've, I showed you in, uh, earlier in the book of Exodus. And it means appointed time. So there was an appointed time of favor for Zion. An appointed time of favor for Zion. Praise God. Now, the appointed time in scriptures in New Testament is usually called the fullness of time. The fullness of time. Turn to Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 10. The fullness of time. Ephesians 1.10. Fullness of time. So, the believer, when he was born into this earth, was born into natural time. Everybody has natural time. Amen? Amen? Everybody has natural time. Yesterday, we did the baby dedication of baby Okonta. Her name is Delight. Amen? All right? Wonderful name, Delight. But you see, when we got there and did the dedication, that was natural time. Is that correct? And every single um, December 25th, it will be her birthday. Amen. It will be her death birthday. But that is not the appointed time. For example, Baby Delight has an appointed time for her to step into ministry. Baby Delight has an appointed time for her to go to school. Baby Delight has an appointed time for her to grow up. Baby Delight has an appointed time for her to be a woman. Baby Delight has an appointed time for her to marry. Are you paying attention to what I'm saying? So there are certain milestones in her life already set by God. And the capacity of baby delight to discern those milestones and to understand what to do 
will determine whether or not there will be a fulfillment and a performance of what God had already planned for baby delight on the earth. Are you paying attention? I said, church, are you paying attention? Yes. All right, the great preacher in the Ecclesiastes said that there is a time for everything on the earth. Remember that. A time to be born and a time to what? Die. A time to rejoice and a time to mourn. So that means in the earth realm, there are several appointed times and appointed seasons. Glory to God. Amen. In scripture, we know that there was a time for Jesus to be born. Now, on Christmas, what did we celebrate? The birth of Jesus, right? That was an appointed time. Amen. But was that the time he died? No. When he was born, angels rejoiced. But there was also a time for him to what? To die. Then there was also a time for him to what? To rise from the dead. And there was a time for him to what? To reign as king over all the world. Times and seasons. But check it. Before every single a manifestation before the birth of Jesus, preceding it, there were instructions given. There was a word declaration. For example, before Jesus was born, an angel appeared to Mary. Is that correct? And gave her a prophetic word. And he told her, all right, this is what God wants to do. And what did she say? She says, be it unto me according to what? To your word. So that means there was something she did to bring about a performance of what God wanted to do. Are you seeing that? Come on, are you seeing that? Yeah. Then after that, then angel of the Lord, after the baby was born, an angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph and said, hey, listen, carry this child, take him to Egypt. Praise God. Now you are now having what? The leading of the Spirit. The leading of the Spirit. So you see the difference and what carries men from seasons to seasons and makes um, appointed times um, out of natural times is the leading of the Spirit and the obedience to the instructions of the Spirit. The natural man is limited by sights. The natural man is limited by, uh, by uh, the, 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 the physical um, obstacles in the earth. How the natural man is able to live above the natural is through the agency of the Spirit of God. The agency of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the one that is able to lead you from seasons to seasons. Hmm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Uh, I want to show you something, but the Spirit of God is reminding me something. Remember Psalm 1, when he says that the, the man who is blessed, he says, his tree, he shall bear fruit in all seasons. Am I from that? Am I from that? He shall be like a tree planted by the river of water. All right? His fruit shall not what? Is with her. All right. Now, what is that telling you? It's telling you that the man who is planted by the river of water, irrespective of the seasons, will be fruitful. So we are coming to another level where, okay, you can superimpose a spiritual law over what? An earthly reality. But don't let us rush this, the teaching. Let us take it step by step. Hallelujah. Now, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 10, fullness of time. Are you learning something here? Fullness of time. Ephesians 1.10. It says that in the dispensation, okay, let us start from verse 7 for you to get the picture. Verse 7. Look at what it says. Ephesians 1.7. In whom we have redemption, through, the, through his blood, the forgiveness of what? Of sins. According to the riches of what? Of his grace. Everybody read verse 8. One to go. It says what? 
wherein he had what? Abounded toward what? Us in all wisdom and prudence. Verse 9. He says, having made, pay attention. He says, having made known unto what? Us. The mystery of what? His will, according to his good pleasure, which he had proposed where? In himself. Verse 10, he now says where? That in the dispensation of the fullness of time. So listen. God had already made unto us known, made known unto us his will, where? In the Old Testament. So when we read Genesis to Malachi, we see what God wants to do in that a Messiah is going to come. And when the Messiah comes, he's going to bring about, all right, eternal salvation, eternal forgiveness of sins. But in the Old Testament, it was not yet time for the Messiah to come. Are you, are you paying attention? So though it was prophesied, oh, glory to God. So that's what prophecy does. Prophecy, what it does, is that it paints a picture and it indicates to you what an, that an appointed time is coming. Amen. So, it, pay, it tells you in advance, hey, pay attention, this season is coming. So that when it comes, you would have been prepared for it. What a prophetic word does to you is to prepare you. So what a prophet, your reaction to a word of prophecy given to you is for you to go and prepare. Because the prophetic word comes first of all to prepare you so that when that season comes, you are ready. For 4,000 years, God kept sending prophets season after season to proclaim that Jesus was coming. So that when it, the season came, men will be able to what? To discern that this was the Christ. Unfortunately, those during the time of Jesus were not paying attention to the prophetic words. So when the Messiah came, they missed him. No wonder Jesus Christ about Jerusalem. He said, oh Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem, thou that slew the prophets. He said, I, 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 you, I, I wish that you had known the hour of your visitation. The hour of your visitation. So sometimes some people bother and wonder why a prophetic word was given to them and immediately it didn't happen. No, sir. The prophetic word, sometimes prophetic word comes and you, the result is immediate. And the result is immediate because there was a prophetic word given before. Hallelujah. And this one is just a confirmation of what was given before. But for many people, they don't understand that when the prophetic word comes to you and it says, this is your year of increase, that prophetic word is a preparatory word. It is to prepare you so that when the appointed time comes, you are ready. So prophecy is not an excuse to go to sleep. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Prophecy, when it comes to you, is to get you prepared. So that means when prophecy comes, it means work has started. You are supposed to hear, this is what God said I should do. This is what God is indicating by his spirit that this season is about to come. So what am I supposed to do by virtue of preparation so that that season meets me prepared? I, uh, do you understand? They can prophesy on your head from now till tomorrow. If you don't have a step, uh, step by step things that you are doing to prepare, when that season comes, glory to God, you will find out that the opportunities will be set. But because you are not prepared, it will pass over you. That's not the portion in Jesus' name, by the way. That's what happened to Israel. The word came to Abraham, promised land. 
He came to Isaac, promised land. He came to Jacob, promised land. Is that what it is? You saw it, you see it in Genesis. Then Moses came, promised land. Then the generation, oh, glory to God. I told you that appointed time always comes in an appointed place. But I didn't tell you the last one. Where an appointed time comes in an appointed place, but the appointed time and place always come with appointed people. Appointed people. So when the sign was, was set for Israel to come out of Egypt, there was a Moses that showed up. Hallelujah. Amen. When the time came for the children of Israel to get out of Egypt, there was a Moses that showed up, but also there was a Pharaoh that showed up. Your Pharaohs are part of the package. Your Goliaths, they are part of the package. For if there is no Goliath, then there will, not be, there will not be something we are going to thank God for. Amen. We need Goliaths in our lives. We need Pharaohs in our lives. You see the opposition. That battle you are facing, you need it. Do not complain about it. Stop crying about it. Stop getting depressed about it. Thank God for it. You need it. You need it. You need it. Oh, pastor, I want to get married. Yes, you need that challenge. It's very good. Because by the time you get married, you are not going to be the same kind of man and you are not being the same kind of woman. You will be a different kind of person during that marriage ceremony. You need that challenge. Praise God. Have you noticed that before there was a healing evangelist called Kenneth Hagin, there was a sick man dying of tuberculosis? Before there was a healing evangelist called Ora Robert, there was a sick man dying of tuberculosis. Uh, Robert, I think, you know, Hagen was blood disease, Ora Robert was tuberculosis, even Young Icho was dying of tuberculosis. Why? Because, you see, they discovered God through the challenge. They had to defeat their Goliath, praise God, to be able to say, look, I defeated Goliath. Praise God. Say this with me. Prophecy is an indication of an appointed time. Hallelujah. So when God tells us this is our mega year, do you know what it means? It means that Oikia, double up with work. That's what it means. If you want to sleep, it will not happen. We're saying, oh, we're going to fill up this place. You know, people are everywhere. It means every single member has to be busy. Praise God. Everyone has to invite folks to church. Everyone has to come for evangelism. Do you understand that? Or why you have to be busy? Glory to God. It means that every single person has to be busy. I have to be busy. I have to make sure I double up in prayer. I have to make sure I double up in Bible study. Praise God. Because there are going to be more people in the church to feed. Praise God. I have to make sure that the leaders, all right, double up too. Because we are going to be co-pastoring. Because there are a lot more people to pastor. More and more people to pray with. More and more people to look after. More and more people to counsel. Are you paying attention? Because a prophetic word is an indication of an appointed time and an appointed season. Glory to God. He said the fullness of time. He said that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, it might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on earth, even in him. Pay attention to what I'm about to say to you, church. One of the busiest persons in this whole world is God. God has an excellent work ethic. Guy is busy. Let me tell you another very busy person, the devil. The Bible says the devil, all right, is like a what? All right, seeking for what? In the book of Job, when the angel of the Lord was asking the devil, Alpha, he said, I, I, what? I have been roving all around the earth, moving to and fro. He's busy. If the devil is moving to and fro, I must move to, fro, fro, through. 
Outwork Satan. Outwork the opposition. Do you want to shine as a star? You must work hard. Look at me. We want to snatch people out of darkness into the light. We must work harder than agents of darkness, work harder than the devil in talking about Jesus, in talking about the church, in talking about what the word of God is doing in our life. Praise God. We must outwork, outspeak, outperform. Go and check your Bible. The spirit of God gravitates towards the busy man. God has never used a lazy man and he will never use one. God, Jesus Christ went and he called Peter. Do you notice that Jesus Christ never called a disciple that was sleeping? Go and check. Nobody was sleeping when he called them. When he called Peter, what was Peter doing? They were at his post. The tax collector, Matthew, where was he? He was collecting taxes. Hallelujah. He never called a sleeping man. Never called a lazy man. Why? Because God needs people who, are already, who already have a work ethic. Praise God. You want the grace of, for apostleship, evangelism, and in this church, first thing, you, you know who is an evangelist? An evangelist is a person that calls people to Christ. An apostle, the same thing. Do you know how to make sure that grace comes upon you? Just say, in this 2022, you don't say pastor after service. I want to bring 100 people to church every Sunday. 100, minimum. So, Monday, Tuesday, instead of, I go to work, I come back, I go to class, I come, no, no, you are saying, where are the 100? Where would I find them? Listen, the moment your mind begins to work like that, the Holy Ghost will accommodate you. You will now begin to hear things from the Spirit you will never hear before. Hear me tell you something. There are certain things a lazy man will never hear from the Spirit of God. No matter he says, good morning, Holy Spirit. If he's like, say, oh, good morning, it's been 1,000 times, you will not hear it. Because the Holy Spirit will say, good morning, and he'll keep quiet. The Holy Ghost will only talk more to the busy guy. Look at them and say, get busy for God. And get busy with your life. Get busy. Get busy. The prophecy is an indication of an appointed time, an appointed season. It's an indication. It's an indication. The fullness of times. Now, it says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, it might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Like I said, God has an excellent work ethic. Jesus said, he said, the father worketh, all right, and eater to what? I work. 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 For every word of prophecy, there is a work of prophecy. Every prophecy prophesied must be worked out. Every prophecy prophesied must be worked out must be worked out. The moment a word of prophecy is given, the moment a word of prophecy is proclaimed, there are three principles or three agents that must work. The man to whom the prophecy is given, praise God. Did you hear what I said? The man to whom the prophecy is given, praise God. The angels of God, hallelujah, in charge of bringing the prophecy to pass. Then there are the third one, the devil, is necessary, all right, to work. You may say, Pastor, how, how, how do you mean? <laughs> The, old, the God we serve is the God that always accommodates and considers the, the role Satan is going to play in the fulfillment of his plan. Shall I explain it to you? Shall I explain it to you? I'll explain it to you. Okay. Jesus Christ, was he supposed to die for our sins? Okay, good. Do you think Jesus would have been able to die for our sins without the help of Satan? Did God say Satan, kill him? No. But Satan is going to be Satan. 
I don't know what you understand what I'm saying. Satan will be what? He'll be Satan. Which means he's looking to what? Oppose. Praise God. So Satan entered into Judas Iscariot. And Judas Iscariot went and what? He sold Jesus out. Now, when Satan was entering Judas Iscariot, Satan was saying, he said, hey, 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 I finish him. Ah, finish him. And Jesus Christ went. And they took him. Alright? And he stood before Pontius Pilate. And the Satan was walking through all those high priests. He said, no! Then uh, Pontius Pilate <laughs> was there. Then the wife of Pontius Pilate, she had bad dreams. She said, don't have anything to do with the death of that man. Then Pontius Pilate was looking for how to get him out. Can you imagine? The one that did not have the word of God was looking for how to deliver the word of God from the people that said they had the word of God. <laughs> contradictions. Whenever you find contradictions in your life, calm down. Something is happening. Seeming contradictions. Like the, 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 the uncle that has been helping you that stopped helping you, all right, is now against you and talking like, like something is happening. Stop complaining. Just relax. Eh? Amen. So, you now find Jesus was there now, all right? Jesus did not resist. Jesus did not fight. Jesus did not pray. In fact, when they came to arrest him and, and Peter brought out a knife and cut off someone's head, he said, what's wrong with you? Jesus took the air they removed and he said, don't stop interfering with the work of God. Amen. <laughs> Satan is, he said, let Satan continue. They arrested Jesus. They took him. Then Pontius Pilate wanted to deliver Jesus. Then there was Basabas, a thief, and Jesus by, the right, by, 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 by his side. And he said, I want to release one person to you on this Passover day. Who shall I receive? Release? Jesus or this thief? They said, we want the thief. We want the thief. What, what shall we do? With this Jesus, the one that hid your sick, the one that raised your dead, the one that multiplied bread and fish, alright, two times, the one that has been doing good, never did you evil, always kind, always good, showing you God. Crucify him. Was Satan at work? So Satan was, I have won. Yes. Then when Jesus hung on the cross, ah, Satan was like, ha ha ha. And Jesus was playing the part. He was there. Uh, Looking weak, tired. Some people would have looked at him and said, this is a failure. Look at this man. He said he's king. Look at him, hanging, naked. Do you know that Jesus was on that cross naked? The son of God was crucified naked. Forget the film you are watching that they were giving him clotho. They never crucified thieves in Roman times with clothes. They were naked. Humiliated. So you must understand why Satan felt. He won. Then when Jesus gave, said, tell this the tie, it is finished. So they were dancing, hallelujah, in the kingdom of, you know, I mean, I don't know which dance they are doing because I think many of the dances they are dancing now in the world, the devil is one that sponsored it because how can someone like this, it's not normal dancing, those things are, <laughs> yeah, someone's like, yeah, having as well, it's and I see it's a dance, no. Have you noticed that some of these dances are, are produced by folks that take a lot of stuff? Are you following what I'm saying? Take a lot of um, substances. So when they take it, they enter into, you know, those demonic creme. Then they see those demons dancing. I say, oh, ah. That's why you don't bring those kind of dancing, dancing into church. How can someone come to church and he's sleeping and watch him? Like so am I supposed to copy him and say, ah, Father, praise you. 
No, come on, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't let me get on that today. Amen. Amen. So where was I? So the devil was away doing a party. Oh yeah, we you cut him now. Uh-uh. I must have been talking about it was that God, what I did. This is my this is my this is my this is my creep. Heck is my creep, man. You can't come here and do anything. Until Jesus rose up. <laughs> then Jesus rose up. Hey! I said, hmm, what's happening? Then Jesus didn't just rise up. We rose up with him. Then the devil understood. I've been played. If I knew, I would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Praise God. Let me tell you something. No matter what the devil throws at you, it will turn out for your good. Forget, it will turn out for your good. Amen. The devil does not know how, because you see, the devil does not have that anointing anymore. So he's not able to know what God is doing. So what he knows is, he just knows how to oppose. Hallelujah. He just knows how to oppose. He's only so opposed like a, like, a, like a stupid, stupid rabbit dog. That's what he just knows how to do. But fear not. You have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, now, there is that the appointed time. Now listen, and let me state this very clearly. Every believer enters into their appointed times and seasons. But every believer can enter two ways. Either you enter prepared or you enter unprepared. It is the function of the manifestation in those appointed times and seasons is a function of whether you were ready or you're not ready. David at 17 had an appointed time set up with Goliath. How many of you remember that? If David was not, remember, oh, glory to God, yeah, let me, let me just put it in the sermon so that, is anybody learning anything? Is anybody learning anything? See, if you read this David story, have you, you found out that David was the one seeking out Goliath. Hmm. They didn't come and meet Goliath. Okay, how many of you have watched this movie, Troy? Achilles. Achilles was sleeping somewhere. Then his, his, the nations wanted to fight. Two nations were fighting, right? Hey! Then I said, okay, let us win this war by trial, by combat. Let's set it by combat, right? So they now said, where are you? Bring your champion. Then Achilles said, where's your champion? Achilles was around. Then they sent somebody to go, Achilles, where are come? Oh, Achilles now came and came. That's not what happened with David. David went to give the people that were fighting bread. He went to, he, he, was prepared, he prepared sandwiches for them. And he got there and he was hearing Goliath talk. So if you look at that story, it did not look like the appointed time of the showing of David to Israel. It didn't look like it. Are you paying attention? Let me tell you something. Sometimes your appointed seasons, we wear borrowed clothes. Stop expecting us to put signboard and say, eh, Victor, this is your appointed season. No, no nobody's going to do that for you. Which means there is a measure of discernment that you should have. Plus bravery. 
Bravery. It takes a brave man to see opportunity and take a hold of it. Bravery. This season we are entering in, if you are timid, you are not going to see anything. Forget it. You will remember you are. This, this one we are entering. If you are timid, if you enter it with a sense of fear, you are not going to see anything. There are certain things you are going to do. There are certain steps you are going to take that are risky. They are what? Risky. It was risky for a 17-year-old man to go and meet the king of Israel and say, I want to fight Goliath. Don't record. <laughs> Some of you read the Bible as well. It's, 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 um, it was fiction. It happened. And he was 17. If my 17-year-old son said he wants to go and fight Goliath, I would, I would, I would handcuff him. What are you talking about? I will handcuff him. I will handcuff his hand and his leg. Then I will lock him in a room until they've killed everybody. I'll just say, my son, I couldn't lose you. No vex. Amen. You hinder my prophetic word. Don't worry, it's between me and God. You are excused. Fight who? Goliath Bible. What's wrong with you? You sit down there. This guy goes there, and when he stands before Saul, he now tells, he tells Saul, all right? He didn't tell Saul about the time when Samuel came and prophesied that he was the next king. Notice, after that prophecy of Samuel, so people think that because when you read your Bible, it looks as though it happened exactly immediately after. No, there was a time period. After that prophecy came and the anointing came on him, the Spirit of the Lord took him to the wilderness to take care of sheep. And while he was taking care of sheep, God now began to prepare him with what? With lions and bears. So that means, all right, listen to me. Whenever a prophetic word comes to you, one of the things that will happen is that in your personal private space, where nobody is seen, lions and bears will come. The lion can be that addict, addiction you are battling that nobody is seeing. The lion can be that uh, 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 a health challenge that you are dealing with. The, the lion and the bear could be that issue that has been bedeviling your family since you were born. You will deal with the lion and the bears away from the glare. Where no, that battle you are fighting personally, nobody knows about it. It's only you that knows. When you fix that lion, with the anointing that is already on your life. When you deal with the bear, with the power of God that is already on your life, then you will find out that when the public time to this great Goliath presents itself, you are ready. So, the confidence with which David spoke was because the personal battles he fought and won when nobody was looking, told him, if I could defeat these guys, this one is nothing. What is David saying? I am prepared. Any anointing and impartation that does not prepare you is fake. Impartation is not just for you to fall under the power. Impartation is to prepare you for a place. Am I preaching good this morning? To prepare you for a place. Because it is when you win those personal battles, you will not have a message to those that are struggling. Amen. When you win in those personal places. So when the prophetic word comes, all right, there are personal battles you have to fight and win. And when the prophetic word comes, it is to prepare you for an appointed time and an appointed place and appointed people. 
That is why many a times when the prophetic word comes, people will enter your life. How many of you have noticed that? New people will enter your life. You find that you are open to new places. That's what happens. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. Yeah. So it's very, very important this I just explained to you. So David was brave. Brave. Everybody say brave. brave. Now I'm telling you, all right, we thank God for the branches we're setting, but this one, this branch, glory to God. I mean, we're going to have a problem with space. Now that is a prophetic word. Is that correct? It's a what? It's a prophetic word. So what does that do? Let me tell you what he does. Uh, that prophetic word has come, we're going to have problem with space. When you hear it, all right, what you should hear is the work to do. Now, immediately, there will be personal lions and bears that will, you have to fight in you. So there are some of you, the personal lion and bears, I don't know how to talk to people to invite them to church. I don't know how to invite, to invite them to church. If the person says, I'm sick, I, I have never laid hand on the sick to recover before. Are you, are you following that? So now, you now have to win those personal battles. So some of you say, I overcame my fear of talking to somebody about Jesus. That's your lion that you have defeated. Praise God. I got my first person filled with the Holy Ghost. That is your beer that you have defeated. Hallelujah. Then before you know it, after some time, you, you are given a session at CRC to preach. Now that is your slaying your Goliath moment. All it took was for a word of prophecy to be given to say we will not have space to take the people in this valley. Are you paying attention? Say aloud with me. Af behind every prophetic word, there is work to do. Louder, behind every prophetic word, there is work to do. Yes. Part of the work we're going to do this year is this. We cannot, I said, number one, we have to be brave. Praise God. We have to be brave. We have to be brave. We have to be brave. We have to take steps that are inspired by the Spirit, but look risky in the flesh. Inspired by the Spirit, but look risky in the flesh. Lift up your hands to heaven and say, I will not shrink back. Louder. I will not shrink back from doing all that the Spirit says I should do. I am not afraid. Louder. I said, I am not afraid. One more time, Louder. I am not afraid. Praise God. I said, Praise the Lord. Yes. Appointed times. Appointed seasons. The Spirit of the Lord said to me yesterday, he said, I think I've, I've spoken about it. He was talking about turning Kronos to Kairos. Kronos is the regular time. Kairos is what? Appointed times. I've explained how to do that. In that the seasons of your life, when you get to, oh, this is a season of plenty, okay, is usually tied to certain things you do before that. So in this new year, church, look at me. Where exactly do you want to end up by December 31st, 2022? Where do you want to end up spiritually? Amen. And especially with things of the kingdom. Turn to Matthew 6, 33. Things of the kingdom. That's number one. Any man who will be greatly used by God must put kingdom first. 
A man of God was talking, um, sharing was saying that he went for a conference. And as of the conference, the person that was ushering in the church, in the conference, was a billionaire. He knows the man. He's a billionaire. He's a what? Billionaire. Usher. Usher. Billionaire. Some people always bother why pastors are rich. Why some pastors are rich. Well, because let's just say most pastors are up and about the kingdom. And most pastors have learned to be conduits. The pastors I know, not, um, if, you, if, if you are not a conduit, what's the opposite of conduit? Eh? Okay, let me speak in vernacular, aradite, akagom, you understand? All right, they are not akagoms, but they, they are conduits. Pastor Adi and I were talking recently. So, we have these things I talk with the pastors to find out what is needed. So, we try to meet those needs. So, I always tell the pastor, I said, you're like, ah, pastor, most of this money is coming out of your pocket. Some of those things my wife does not even know. Pa, pa, the money just goes, pa, pa. I always check it because, I check it because I found out there are some people, if you help them, you are hindering their progress. Look at me. Don't help everybody. Some people, they help. It's not to give them money. Did you people hear what I said? Because you kept quiet when I said that one. Because you don't like it. Ah, Pastor, just help us, Jerry. Leave all the... Listen, let me tell you something. See, I thank God people did not help me. I thank God nobody, when I'm being help, handouts. I thank God nobody came and said, hey, I'll take. Mm-mm. Because when things were hard, I had to look inside and pull some things out. Amen. If you prevent the seeds from being planted in the ground, because you say, oh, it's not comfortable ah, ah, to be in this under, just like that, under the sun, and you just put it in the ground, then the sun is beating the seed, it will not become a tree. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It will not become a tree. Some businessmen became good businessmen because they were handed to the streets. If they were not handed to the streets, they wouldn't be with you. Praise God. I said, praise God. You see, that job you don't have is a necessary part of your development. Very necessary. Because that's what we blow you to. You understand? Oh, see, see, see. You have a, look, hey, praise God. There's this particular person I follow on Twitter. This guy was earning 30,000 naira, 30k every month. And he got tired of it. Got tired of it. It was an adverse, ah, 30k, bad. Then one time, he now began to do research. What can I do to make money? Before he knew it, he discovered digital marketing. Before he knew it, he discovered affiliate marketing. He pulled something out of himself. Now he has financial freedom. Nobody handed him anything. Because if you hand him something, what will he do? He will come back again. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about. 
Ah, hey, bros, can I, can I, I feel see. Then, ah, bros, thank you for that, the other time. Thank you. But, ah, bros, thank you for the other time. Ah, I just want to, ah, I've been praying for you, bros. I've been praying for you, bros. I remember one time when I was in full-time ministry. I was full-time in, I was just church. And um, at that time, church, we didn't have that much money. I mean, I didn't have money, too. <laughs> I remember that time when there would be money in their house. And I was asking members to assist, to assist. Then one time I said, Femi, stop. This is not you. Praise God. You have too, you know too much to be asking people to help you. Too much. So I stopped. I went to God and, and I prayed. Pulled the thing out. And that marked the change, the turnaround. So listen, when we come and give you this is your year of increase, you say, Amen. As you turn like that and you are going home, it's work. Amen. Amen. Did you hear what I said? It is what? Work. You will now say, How can I increase my value in my field? Do I need to change from this field? Eh, that's the question you'll be asking. What other field should I enter into? Whatever you understand. I'm tired of this. There are certain seasons you will never, oh, glory to God. There are certain seasons of increase you will never enter into until you say, I am tired of this one. I must get out of here. Your problem is that you are still managing this season. You are, over, you are trying to make it come. Get, I'm tired. I'm not doing this again. When a man is hungry for a change, you will see it in his eyes. There are two kinds of people that take courses. The one that is just trying it and the one that is hungry for change. There are two kinds of people you see in church. The one that is what? Just coming and the one that is hungry. That guy that is hungry, there is nothing you want to say that you will discourage him. He knows what he's looking for. Fixed. I know what I want. I'm focused on the outcome. I'm focused on the destination I'm going. I'm not going to be distracted. So when they are gossiping, he's not there for the gossip. When she's coming, she's not there for it. She, there's something she's looking for. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So let me just round up. Amen. So, they told me to stay on stage. Please let me come down. Permit me. I've stayed on stage for this. You have... Those of you who are watching, if you see wire, pardon us. We, we are a work in progress. Amen. It's a new venue. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so listen, you have to be brave. You have to be what? Brave. Brave. David was anointed with oil. But if he didn't go, listen, he went to the battlefield. Let me tell you what was it. Listen. He went to the battlefield, uh-huh, and this is, this is part of what the Lord told me, I, I should tell you. He went to the battlefield, Pastor Wilson. Then he heard Goliath. Goliath, everybody heard. Everybody heard Goliath. Yeah. But when David heard it, everybody heard what Goliath was saying and became afraid. 
Goliath was speaking, David heard it and became anointed. What did he say? He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? As a kingdom person, you are coming to church, but you are seeing people that are not in church. It should annoy you. Amen? Because you are not annoyed with them. You are annoyed that the devil still has people that he keeps away from the house of God on a Sunday morning. It is that annoyance that will provoke a response from you. Praise the Lord. Then when you talk to them and say, why didn't you go to church? I didn't have money to come. You should be annoyed again. Because you would ask, I could have provided what? Boss for them to come. Are you seeing the level, the different levels of annoyance? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You come to church and you are listening to the sound and you're like, ah, it's okay, but it's not where I, you understand, it should annoy you. That annoyance should cause you to bring out money and buy the instrument. You have been annoyed, using annoyance the wrong way. <laughs> annoyance is a good thing. It can make you rich. Praise the Lord. David began to ask everybody, who is this uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the Lord of hosts? Notice what David said. He didn't say that defy our army. No. Because this army, they, they, they know to get. Amen. He said that defy the army of the Lord of hosts. So that means he elevated the conversation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said that God, you, they, you, they, you they abuse. Goliath thought he was abusing them. David said, no, you are abusing God. You may not see the hosts that are surrounding this Israelite army. I see them. And you are abusing them. Now, get, 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 get something, get something, get something, get something, get something. Listen. Oh, glory to God. The armies of the Lord of hosts were there waiting. <laughs> they were waiting because it was the appointed time for Israel to break the hold of Philistine. So they were waiting for the person who will take the step that will trigger their release. Hallelujah. So, when David started talking, who is this uncircumcised Philistines? The angels went to work. Then, before you know it, David, who was 17, asking a question, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Next thing he asked was this, what shall be done for the man who will slay this guy? The two questions he was asking, it filled the entire crowd until it got to the ears of the king. I need you to understand something. You, sometimes the way people read your Bible, think, if we were 5,000 in a place, and your junior brother that is 16 was talking and asking me a question, will he get to a king? Come, will he get to a king? No, now. David's family was a small family now. He was not someone of consequence. How did the king get to Angels were orchestrating the thing. Somebody is, somebody is talking, you know. Eh, one boy said he will fight uh, Goliath. Meaning, uh, wait, the person will go fight Goliath that if, if, if whoever wins, we, we will be slaves. This boy, we should put the entire future of the whole nature on this 17-year-old. Do you understand how stupid that sounds? 
For Saul to have agreed, it was supernatural. It was a bet. It was to bet that let us put our lives in the hand of this young guy. It was a bet. The, Lord, the angels orchestrated it. Then he said, ah, no problem. Oh, yeah, go. Oh, yeah, try my, try my armor. So that when he throws him, um, his jabali, if he hits you, it will fall down. He tried it. He couldn't wear it. He said, don't worry. Wait till you go, go use fight arm. And I get catapult. That catapult I get with stone. <laughs> and they allowed him. You think it was normal? No. God's hand was part of the allowing. You get to an interview. All right, or you are in a particular place of work. Then they now sent a mail. Ah, there is a role. It is higher than where you are. A role for something, 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 something. And you look at the role. I can do this thing. You see that battle between applying and not applying. Uh-huh. <laughs> that struggle. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You are a digital marketer. There is head digital marketing. That person has left. You now say, oh, no, I'm not qualified. <laughs> and the angels, Lord, are like, what are going on? Guy, make a move. We are waiting. Because your move is what we unleash them. Your move. That step is what we set all the balls rolling. Your move. They were waiting. So when David began to move, to the battlefield. They were waiting. Waiting for the moment. Goliath was talking and saw David and the Bible said he cursed him with his gods. He made his matter worse. He settled his own destiny. He was cursing him in the name of demons. Small junior spirits. Hallelujah. And David said that, I come, he said, you come with me. With what? Swords and spears and javelin. He said, but I come against you in the name or the God of Israel, whom you have defied. Hey! Is there someone coming in the name of Junior Bros? You say he comes in the name of Senior Bros. You understand? The two brothers don't get the same authority. And he said, today, I will take your head from you. And the Bible noted, there was no sword in David's hand. <laughs> Goliath was already dead. And the Bible says, listen, Pay attention. This is the year of bravery. Look at him and say, this is the year of bravery. So you see, one thing is bravery in the, in the kingdom is that you need to drink a lot of Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost wine. And be, you know, a lot of Holy Ghost, all right, speaking in tongues a lot. Hallelujah. Full of the Spirit of God. Because this kind of bravery is not, uh, it's not mustard in the flesh. No. I'm talking of Holy Ghost inspired bravery. The one that you yourself, you know if you explain now. You can't explain it. Someone says he's doing it afraid. I'm not talking of doing it doing afraid. That's, it. That's for people of the world who is doing it afraid. I'm talking of doing it bold. How you know it works? I don't know why it will work. There was a lady like this. They removed that woman and her fallopian tubes. And said, Pastor, will I be able to have children? I said, you have children. I said, how? I don't know, but you have children. I said so. Hallelujah. Says where I told Eddie. I told him, listen, don't worry. They need you more than you need them. They will call you. He was right. I said, are you sure? He said, they will call you. Go leave your office, Charlie. They will call you. Praise God. They will call you. 
How would they call him? I said they would call him. Ah, uh-uh. I said it. So if I said it, then they will call him. So that means I have decreed it that he is the one they must call. So in the realm of the spirit, Edidion Akang, they must call him. Do you understand? Praise God. They must call him. So he's the one they must call. So whenever they are there, they will come back, they will call him. Call him. You understand? So then the voices will come to the person that has to call, call him, call him, call him, call him, call him, call him, call him. He won't be able to sleep until he calls him. So it will now look as though they are not harassing the person that was saying, Will they call me? Hey, are you phoning at this in what? Yeah. So that's why in the realm of saying some things are as simple as saying it. Yes, sir. Praise God. Where was I? What was I saying? Eh? There was no sword in his hand. Goliath took one step to David. That is Goliath with the muscle, with the 30 something packs, took a step. The Bible records that David ran. How do you run towards a giant? He ran. Aya, may you be a willing partner with the Holy Ghost. Hey! Hey! He ran. He ran. He ran. He wasn't like this. <laughs> no, there is a time for tongues, then there is a time for running. There's a time for tongues, then there's a time to run. Run! Hallelujah. Pastor, I'm timid. You are finishing yourself. You, you are timid. Who told you that? The Bible says that you have not received the spirit of timidity. You are not contradicting, contradicting the word. You are proud! I'm not timid. You are shy. Eh? Ah, China. Hello. <laughs> Sister China. The one that was African China is no more singing. Why are you still take? Who told you you are shy? No. I am bold. Hallelujah. I am bold. I am bold. 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 There is nothing God has put my name to that is too big for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No seat is too high. I will sit down with my chest. What are you talking about? I'm seated with Christ far above. There is no earthly seat that is too high for me. If I could be given the seat with Christ, we sit there here. Wait, 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 two more. What are you talking about? We sit there. We see. Why are you behaving as though? Come on, come on, come off it. Amen. Hallelujah. He ran. He took stones. You see, David went to smoothing five stones. Five stones. He was going to battle a a giant. And he took stones that we used to kill rabbits. Because you see, David had an understanding. That you see, a stone in God's hand is more powerful than a javelin in the hands of a giant. You are the one that is calling what you have small. You are the one. It's not God. <laughs> God can make you a billionaire selling moi moi. <laughs> moi moi. You, listen, you will sell the moi moi. Eh? You will be in all the stores in Africa. Moi moi. You are the one that has not sat down well. Moi moi. You will say moi moi like this. It, it will shock you. 
God can make a billionaire out of you selling Ogi. Ogi. Pap. Pap. Oh, see you. You need to be like David. So, this is the word of the Lord to this house. When I tell you, that's what the Lord said. The Lord says, Lord, listen, when I tell you to move, don't take a step. Run! He ran towards Goliath and he brought out, as he was running, he brought out the stone, put it in, the, in this thing, and wigged it, and the stone went. And the Bible says that the stone hit the forehead of Goliath and it sank inside. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no way a 17-year-old boy can throw stone. There is no force he can muster in those 17-year-old's hands that will cause the stone to go and sink in the forehead of a giant. There is nothing. When that stone left David's hands, the angels took over. They took over. Listen, there are things you do. All you have to once that stone leaves your hand, that's it. That is all everyone is asking. That is all. Shoot the email. That's what he's asking. Show up. That's what he's asking. Apply. That's what he's asking. Invite. That's what he's asking. Put the boss available. That's what he's asking. Put the, you understand? Put a, an ad. Do this. Do this. That, just take the step. We will take over. We will take over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Ah, lastly. Peter was in a boat with 12 disciples. 12. There was a storm. Praise God. A raging storm. It was a raging storm. And Jesus began to walk towards them in the storm. And he was walking towards them in the storm. And the disciples and Peter were on the boat. They thought they had seen a ghost. Then Peter said to Jesus, I wonder why it was only Peter that said something. How come it was only Peter? Peter said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus did not rebuke him for asking him to come on the water. He didn't. Jesus did not say, Oh, Peter, you cinnamon, fisherman, you want to do what I'm doing? Have you fasted 40 days and 40 nights like I have? Are you the son of God like I am? No. Come. That's what Jesus said. Come. And Peter, the Bible did not tell us the storm stopped. It didn't tell us the conditions changed. Why? Because God is saying, listen, I want you to act like me in the conditions I act like me in. Praise God. I want you to act like me in the conditions I act like me in. I want you to talk like me in the conditions I talk like me in. So he steps out of the boat into the water and he starts walking towards Jesus. Many of us major on the sinking, but we forget that Peter is still the only dude that walked on water with Jesus.
Even if you walked on water now, Jesus wasn't physically there. Pay attention to me. Listen. It is the guys that are able to get out of the boat that the guys in the boat we write about. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> Notice, Peter did not write about that story. Other people that were present were the ones writing. So which one do you want to be? The move of God or the one documenting the move of God? Hallelujah. Do you want to be the one making the moves or the journalist writing about the move that someone else is making? All that is available. Just remember, in this mega year, the host of heaven is waiting for you to throw your stone. The host of heaven is waiting for you to make your move. Some of you, you have a person you want to marry. You are ready to marry. You said the issue is money. Brother, that's not the issue. The issue is, are you going to run? When I got married, honey, how much do we have? We didn't have much. Praise God. I bought my wife a 10,000 naira or 15,000 naira ring. I can't remember. It was a very inconsequential ring. It, wasn't, it, wasn't, it was nothing serious. But she loved me. She didn't care. Praise God. We took the step. Amen. Well, I'm sure she's enjoying now. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Somebody was saying, my wife, he said, my wife, he said, he said, he saw a picture of my wife and said, pastors like marrying beautiful wife. I said, my dear, listen, some people marry beautiful wife and after five years they look ugly. My wife is pregnant by the grace of God. She's looking very fine. It's peace of mind and a lot of, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. You have just listened to a message by Rev. Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.